1: Hi there, friends, and welcome into No Other Pod, perhaps the most exciting episode of No Other Pod we've oh, ever boy. had after such a big win. Uh, obviously, as you all probably know, Sporting KC advancing to the Western Conference Finals, and we are going to get into every single second of the action. But uh, but first, as usual, I'm Jimmy, along with my friend Dan. Dan, you were in town for this game, so it's pretty cool. How's it going?
2: Very cool. Voice has recovered. Um, as you can tell, <laughs> it still sounds a little weird, but uh, I lost that voice after the second goal, my man. But hey, people, thanks for showing up. Pour yourself a drink, light up a smoke, enjoy this evening of Soccer Talk. Although it might be morning when you're listening to this, so that'd be weird. But hey,
1: do you, man. <laughs> get get crazy, Casey? It is it is evening for us as we are recording, but yeah, man, I do have to say. So Dan, uh, Dan was in town for this game; still is in town right now. While we're recording, um, Hot damn! I I, I, uh, I met up with with Dan uh, Monday morning after the game, and his voice was almost non-existent. Oh man! Uh, so you got to do it. You're out it's there bad, cheering, bro. Huh?
2: I was just you you lose your mind and you high five people next to you that you don't even know, but all of a sudden they're your best friends (laughs) because you just shared this moment together and you will forever have that bond. You'll see each other on the road years later and you'll be like, you remember me high five in your ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Give each other that awkward look in the grocery store as you pass by. You're like, we know each other, but should we say, hi?" Oh man.
2: And last night I went to Monday night raw at the sprint center. And every time I was trying to talk to my wife I had to like get in her ear because I was basically a whisper. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't talk, man. It was, then she'd ask me to repeat myself. And that's the most frustrating thing in the world. Cause I, I physically could
1: not you just got to text her, even though she's right next to you, I <laughs> just know. start texting each other.
2: That's how you tell secrets nowadays. If you mm. want to talk shit about someone that's
1: like right next to you, you just fucking text yep. somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I know if, if Dan's ever next to you and, and he's texting, he's probably telling bad secrets about you.
2: Oh, I'm definitely so talking
1: shit on you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, man, uh, we're gonna get into every second of of, of this game. Um, the ups, oh, the downs, the out. the nerve wracking moments. Um, roller coaster. First, <laughs> first we do want to remind people, uh, just real quick, if you haven't checked them out on the volleyapparel.com use uh, promo code No Other Pod three separate words get your fifteen percent off discount. Buy someone something nice for Christmas. It's coming up. Or Hanukkah. I don't know. Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Just because. Um, it's a Christmas, perfect... Christmas op- Hanukkah Kwanzaa. Christmas Hanukkah Um Festivus. You know. You never know. We don't discriminate. So uh, get out there. Buy yourself or someone else a nice gift. And uh, do it at 15% off. So there you go. There you um, go. So this was... The first home playoff game since MLS Cup 2013. And back then, we were facing none other than Real Salt Lake. So I know, uh, you know, I came to Kansas City literally like less than a month after that game happened. Um, And that's when I really, really got into Sporting KC because uh, I moved from LA. And I know you got into Sporting KC around the same time. So, what did this game mean to you? with it being potentially the first I think for me definitely and I think for you too the first home playoff game that we've been able to go to is that right
2: yeah dude uh definitely I d- I didn't know I didn't know home playoff games existed so uh this was interesting I was like oh we just we don't play all our home pl- we don't play all our games on the road <laughs> for playoffs I I, d- I didn't know that uh dude this was this was lit this was 110% lit like going into that stadium there was just a feeling, man, like everyone knew the stakes. Everyone was pumped. It, it was the the atmosphere was electric before the you know, before the players even came out for warm-ups.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a packed house, nearly 20,000 people there, which is insane considering that the capacity of the place is like just over 18,000 people. So there Dude, was and It a- sucks.
2: Like that's huge, but like compared to other teams around the league, that weekend ours didn't look so hot but it's like you know we were at capacity
1: it is what it is yeah we were like if you look at just like butts in the seats and and looking for empty seats it looks good because there's no empty seats right i mean you're right though if you look at like mercedes-benz stadium you know that place seats seventy thousand people because it's an nfl stadium so and red bull seats
2: like 25
1: yeah so there's a little bit of apples to oranges comparison there, but um mm, fruit one one th- <laughs> fruit uh one thing <laughs> that uh that is worth noting, and just shout out to you Kansas City between the chiefs and sporting k c there were a hundred thousand people watching Kansas City professional sports at yes. the same time in person so
2: and a lot of us were watching the chiefs at the sporting game before it started. <laughs> I know I was streaming it on my phone during warm ups yeah.
1: Yeah, they, uh, you know, we 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 were hanging out a little bit before the game, and then our plan was, hey, let's go into uh, the, the the brew house. I keep wanting to call it the members club, but you know mm-hmm. they changed it. Uh, maybe catch some of the Chiefs game before you you meander to your seats, and I go to the press box. But man, and this was kind of awesome. You walk into the brew house, and nobody was sitting around just waiting to watch the Chiefs. Everybody was lining up because they're like, we need to get our seats for this game because this is the important thing right now. And I thought that was kind of right. cool.
2: Oh, that was badass! I was like, uh, I and I followed suit. I was like, I guess I should get in line. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming. To, thanks for coming to hang out, Jimmy. We're gonna go get in line.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I did stand in line with you for for a hot second. We saw we did see a couple people. We saw uh, Bob and Weave and his wife Julie, who's not Julie. Hell yeah! <laughs> and uh, met his daughter. Very oh nice. Uh, what is, lovely lady? What is her name? You know I'm terrible with names, and it's and it's. Is it I, not Julie? I... Has 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 he been calling her Julie? And it's not. I think that's the running joke is we thought it was Julie, and it's not Julie.
2: Oh my god! He, so he <laughs> he's not correcting us at all. He's just he's, rolling. with he's it? He's
1: just rolling with it. Yeah, because it's hilarious. Oh my god! <laughs> now he's gonna make I fun no of us idea. again. He's tweeting us right now hey. as he's listening to this. Dude, I'm over here
2: talking <laughs> like a like a like I smoked 19 cigarettes. Okay, this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to laugh oh this is hilarious okay yeah. uh, as
1: you were it was good to see bob in the fam <laughs> and uh and i saw our boy drew vanderplug real quick in passing yes. said hi eric uh eric
2: came and hung out with us at the tailgate him and his wife simone that was cool
1: yeah they uh they they were there in attendance cheering on uh cheering on sporting um so it was cool to see everybody that we saw um some of them Pretty much everyone we have met before. Um, I think Kyle Orenberg said he saw you from afar, but was trying to wrangle his <laughs> kiddo, so wasn't able to go say hi. Um, oh, was it after the game? He said, "Yeah, I think he t- he tweeted it." Um, oh yeah. yeah, we were booking it, dude. It was getting cold. Yeah, it was. It was cold. Um, thankfully, the rain stayed away. But um, but yeah, man, this this game was electric, and and like you said, from from the moment the 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 stadium started filling up it felt different um it felt like there was five years worth of pent-up energy and uh and you were down there pretty darn close to the field weren't you yeah dude we uh we were we we're, were in the cauldron
2: area uh like second you know second row back so that was that was pretty awesome
1: yeah it uh it was a good time um thankfully i got upgraded to an indoor seat at the very last second because uh someone else yes. dropped out of the press box. So I was not freezing my butt off. Look at um, you moving on up. Yeah. I just get the sloppy seconds. So, you know, you like, didn't have to kick anybody out. I didn't. I'll take what I can get. My hands didn't freeze. So I was happy. Uh, um, next
2: time every next time you're there, make sure everyone knows who the fuck you are and not to put <laughs> you out in the fucking cold. You don't That's put right. baby in the cold at That's all. That's right.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I did feel uh, a little weird because, uh, MLS had a bunch of people there for the game and uh, Susanna Collins was there and she did not have an indoor seat. She was sitting outside and I was like, how did I get in here? And she's what? out there. I don't know. Dude, she's MLS royalty. Yeah, I think it, I, I don't think I, they realized she was going to be sitting in the press box. I think they thought she'd be like down on the field doing stuff the whole time. And then she walked in and kind of looked around and was like, oh, I guess I'll sit out here. And I was like, Sorry. Like, my name's on the seat now. Oh, my God. You didn't even (laughs) offer that. You could have offered her your seat, dude. Well, I was, like, in the middle of everybody. So I would have had to do the awkward, like, excuse me, pardon me, and, like, step over everybody to let her in. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Were you around, like, anybody that you
2: liked? Like, did you get to talk to anybody?
1: Oh, I was, yeah. It's kind of funny. When you're sitting in the press box up there, everybody's talking the entire time. (laughs) Like, and, like, someone that... Yeah. Someone next to me had the NFL red zone channel on like a couple people were talking about their fantasy teams. And I was like, excuse me, there's a playoff game going on right here. Um, but yeah, no, everybody's just kind of conversing about what's going on on the field. So it's, it's an interesting environment, but there's, there's no cheering obviously, because it's a press box. You're not allowed to cheer. So it's different, but (laughs) Nazi Germany is what that is. (laughs) So, uh, when, when when the lineups came out, we found out that Diego Rubio would be starting up top, which I don't I don't think is necessarily a surprise. I, I mean, there was kind of a, a, a debate back and forth, whether it be him, would it be Kyrie, but Diego had that goal uh, in the first leg. So uh, Peter puts him in up top. Um, what, what were you thinking when you saw the lineups come out? And when you realized there was no Justin Glad in the back line and no Corey Baird in the 18 for them because apparently he got a concussion somewhere.
2: Yes, that was weird, dude. I mean, apparently they just found out about Baird that morning and they had to scramble a little bit, you know, no one prepares for something like that. Um, and Justin glad it, it, I don't know, I guess Petke's whole reason for playing Beazler over him was that, well, Beazler had a decent game last time he played us here. So they were hoping they could squeeze out a one, one draw like last time and, and, and force extra time. I mean, I don't know what his plan was, but it worked out for us. And, uh, you know hometown kid and whatnot, who gives a shit? you're the bad Beasler. We're, we're glad you <laughs> fucked up
1: <laughs> yeah, that uh credit to you, you were the one who sent out that tweet with with uh Beazler raising his hand, who's was like, "I messed up um uh, oh, absolutely, and
2: he he knew <laughs> it. he did mess up, dude, that looked way too easy
1: yeah, so let's uh l- let's get right into it here because you know we we were talking before the game. That sporting needed to get out to a hot start quick. Um, hot start, hot start. I was worried that we were going to end up in a situation where we were going to be like up by one, or or it would be tied, and we'd be about to go to extra time at one one or something late in the game, and we'd be constantly worried about if they're going to score, they're going to win. That ended up happening anyway. But <laughs> let's let's start with the the quick start in uh, in the fourteenth minute, and uh, and this goal. It, it really all starts with Johnny Russell because he did a, uh, you know, just a nice little maneuver to kind of get around his defender um, at about midfield who was playing, you know, a little bit loose defense because he probably doesn't think, oh, Johnny's about to launch this ball 30 yards to a wide open Felipe, but that's what he did. Perfect ball. Gets Felipe right at about the top of the box, and Felipe, instead of taking the shot like most of us thought he'd do, just lays it right off to uh, to Diego Rubio um, and Diego just fires it home on the open net with uh, little baby Beasley standing there with his hand up just begging for offside. That was never going to come. So suddenly it's 1-0 on the 14th minute. Not bad. That was nuts, bro. I,
2: I turned to Chris and I said, uh, our, our buddy Chris, he was with us that day too. I said, uh, I said, what do you think? We score in the first 10 minutes? And he goes, no, I think first 30. And I said, hey. Little I was I was closer. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> price is right rules. You win. You went under. Uh yes, Maybe. I was under. That is yeah. price is right. But
2: that's how that works. So <laughs> no, it was it's awesome, dude. It's uh it I, I was jacked. I was like, Wow, it's an early start that is scary, but uh also amazing. You know, let's keep laying it on and and we
1: did. I want to talk about this run by Felipe real quick because yeah. Johnny has the ball and he's literally, he's like four yards from midfield and Felipe looks over his left shoulder and sees nothing but green grass. And, and Nick Beisler is way, way over on the right side of the field, leaving the entire left two thirds of the field pretty much to be covered by Brooks Lennon. Uh, and you got Shallowy and Felipe over there. There's no way Brooks Lennon can cover both of them. and And so I'm not really sure what, nick Beesler was doing but one credit to felipe for making that run and then two credit to felipe for taking the unselfish move of just laying off the most nonchalant little pass to his right to to diego rubio who put it away but not i mean felipe's like probably the best signing we've had and i don't know when i don't know if you agree but that's phenomenal
2: too and i don't think he uh sometimes he doesn't look like he's very connected with the team and and I don't know if anyone else has noticed that, but sometimes it looks like he's not really he's not really having the fun that everyone else is having. Um, and I notice little things like that because the people that are having fun are the people who are going to want to stick around
1: and, and build something here for the long haul. You know what I mean? It's really interesting you say that, actually, because I haven't actually told you this. You're hearing this for the first time now. But before the game started, when I was in the press box, someone else came up to me and was like, hey what do you think of Felipe? Like sometimes he looks like he just doesn't want to be here. Um, yeah. And kind of... Is it, a,
2: is it a language thing?
1: Well, and he mentioned like in Salt Lake when when Rubio scored, like everybody ran over and uh, and Felipe didn't really run over to celebrate with the rest of the and team. he didn't. Um, now what I said and what a couple other people said was it probably isn't so much that he doesn't want to be here, but at least in the case of the RSL goal, that one was probably more of a jesus christ thank you we scored and was just like so relieved that he was like oh my god this could have been really bad um for the rest of it true you know but he didn't he didn't celebrate he, he kind of like yeah he was just like okay walked back to midfield i think a lot of it is just his personality like i think he's like a, a reserved family man like he's got his kid and he, he's really um important and he really into family time um doesn't you know, stick around longer than necessary after games. Paulo Nagamura was like that. He would always peace out real quick to go be with his family. So um, that makes sense. I don't know. I, there has definitely been times, though, when, when Felipe has been fired up. Like if there's a fight, he gets in there and he's like in people's faces if he thinks that we're getting fouled too hard. And uh, okay. And at the end of this game, well, it's, it, he was jumping on shot. It's interesting
2: that you say this. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting that you say that. I mean, with your profession, it's it's it is a job. It's not like you're out here, you know, recreationally just having a good time. It is work for these guys. Um, so maybe it was a little bit relief because I'm I'm like that too, dude. If I'm in like a musical or a play, um, I'm not really that sociable. I don't I don't drink and want to hang out after a show. We do our bows. I get out of my costume and I and I book at home to be with my wife and dog. You know what I mean? I don't really stick around and have a drink with everybody. So yeah, it's, that's kind of similar.
1: Yeah. You're not sticking around to do the, uh, SNL after party until 5. AM the next day,
2: (laughs) bro. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I can barely stay up till like nine. You know, I got (laughs) home at like midnight last night. I wanted to
1: die. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, well, you get up at like 4. AM every morning to do crazy workouts too. So,
2: well, (laughs) about 5.30, but yeah, it's terrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm still sleeping at 5.30. Um, And sometimes you get a 5.30 text from me. (laughs) I do. Thankfully, I'm a heavy sleeper, so they do not wake me up. I just wake up, and I'm like, oh, Dan, good morning. Um, Uh, It's too funny. But, yeah, so I I think with Felipe, I think it's just more of a a personality thing where he's just a little bit more of a quiet guy. But I do think he gets fired up when need be. He was super fired up in Chicago when we were there earlier in the game, and it was early in the season. But I remember when when SKC came back, he was, like, screaming with excitement. So. Oh
2: yeah, that was like second
1: game of the year. So yeah, when we all thought the defense would be a problem, um, right? Because we were reacting way too early to two games. <laughs> that that's why we're here. Yeah. So, but the second goal, just like six minutes, if that, five minutes later, uh, it was Felipe again who was involved, and and he picked out Daniel Shallowy near the top of the box. And let me tell you. This uh, this pass is something else. He picks out Shallowy, um, who's marked pretty well, and uh, and Shallowy just gives it like one little touch um, and uh, puts it right past Ramondo into the left side of the net, and, and Felipe runs over and celebrates there. But the way Felipe split the defenders here uh, with this pass, just it, it showed me the class that he has and the reason he's so important to have in that central midfield.
2: Dude, absolutely! It's it, you know we don't talk about him every single game consistently, but it's almost like we could because people are saying he's the most valuable player in this two leg series. It, it's
1: amazing. Well, and I had someone who's a uh, a Seattle Sounders fan, so kind of an objective person here in relation to this series. They were watching Felipe, and it was after that pass to Shallowy for the second goal there. They texted me and they said, you know. If Felipe didn't get hurt, he'd have a serious case for being MLS Newcomer of the Year. And we all know it was won by Zlatan. But I, I remember thinking that at the, at the beginning of the year. And I'm kind of glad that someone who's not an SKC fan sees it. And I agree that like his creativity, his ability to get assists, and his ability to score goals. He'd, he'd have to at least be in the conversation. I doubt he'd beat Zlatan because it's Zlatan. But he's, he's that caliber where he could be in that conversation with someone like Zlatan in relation to newcomer of the year. So very
2: true. Very true. In a less
1: douchey and, and cocky spectacle. <laughs> and actually helped lead his team to not only the playoffs, but uh first place. So yeah. uh, Zlatan led LA to a mighty seventh place finish. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um The second half finished without any other goals. Did did it seem like to you that after those two goals, Salt Lake sort of settled into the the second part of the first half a little bit more and kind of figured out how to at least keep the sporting attack at bay a little bit? It really seemed like that, dude. Um, You know, don't you say that
2: 2-0 is the the scariest scoreline in soccer?
1: Yeah, most dangerous score.
2: Um, And my, my so. voice is absolutely gone at that point. I'm just, I'm like, what did I do? I just, I I lost it. I overdid it. Um, Cause they were coming. You, you knew when they scored one goal that that's all they need to get back in it. That's all the momentum they need. And they, they, they figured it out, man. You knew they came hard. We were on the back foot. They were doing corner kicks, dangerous, dangerous corner kicks to where I just had to grab onto my buddy, Chris. And, and I'd put my head down and i'd say you got to you got to tell me what's happening i can't watch i can't watch tell me who fucked up
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was interesting after the game peter mentioned that he thought you know in the first half sporting could have had three or four goals and that they just missed a, a few opportunities yes, um, true and i agree like i think if they would have kept their uh their 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 foot on the gas a little bit more they could have p- put another goal or two away Yeah. Um, he told. He said he told the guys at halftime that we're going to have to sacrifice our bodies in the second half. It was going to be really, really difficult with everything they were going to throw at us in the second half. Um, Dude, and, and sacrifice? And
2: Tim Milia took that shit literally.
1: <laughs> there were all sorts of guys, man, that were throwing their bodies all over the field. Just oh, like yeah. desperately trying to get in front of, in front of balls. It was insane. Wiesler
2: blocked a shot with his
1: taint. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yep. He did. I was like, he, I was uh, like Ooh,
2: got him in the gooch. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it was crazy. There were all sorts of people just literally like laying their bodies out. Um, Zussi made big plays. Johan made big plays like Beisler. Uh, everybody was just making giant defensive plays all over the field. Um, I text you at halftime and I was like, great start. We need to get a third goal. Um, and and you agreed with me. I think we both had this feeling that there's no way it was going to stay two zero. Um, it probably wasn't even going to end, you know, with you know, and, and if RSL scored any more than than one goal, then we were going to have to win the game because a draw of two two or higher, RSL goes through because of away goals. So, were you feeling confident at halftime, or were you still nervous?
2: Oh, I was still nervous. I mean, it, you want to feel confident because two nil. Is badass in the regular season. I mean, let's go. But this was a whole different thing, dude. If they get, if they came back and tied it two to two, we lose the game. We lose the series. That was everything.
1: Yep. And, uh, Sporting almost scored about six minutes into uh, into the second half. Johnny had a nice little backheel to Daniel, which sprung him open, and, and Daniel put it on frame, but Ramondo had a nice diving save to uh, to his left to keep it 2-0. Um, and then it was just six, seven minutes later when uh, it was off a corner kick and uh, Saucedo – gets the ball with a little bit of space near the top of the box and fires it with his left foot into the bottom right corner. Suddenly it's 2-1. There's 30 minutes still left in the game. One more goal and RSL ties it and then they'd be the ones going through. Starting to feel a little nerve-wracking, isn't it? A uh, little bit. Yeah. That To say the least. And then uh, literally like four minutes later, uh, Diego Rubio... Gets a ball in the box. Um, again, I think he's is he played through by Felipe, I'm pretty sure. Yep, played through by Felipe. Another gorgeous yep. pass that Felipe's involved in. Rubio turns off the first touch and uh, is taken down by, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but Chinadum Anwoa, the RSL center back. And uh, there were shouts for a penalty spot, and uh, it was given. And uh, even VAR didn't take this one away. So I want you know, to get your some thoughts. some
2: controversy. Yeah, there's yeah, some controversy
1: there, you. saying that
2: uh, you know if like was the was the pass too far? Like was Rubio even going to get to the ball? Um, but I I think yes he was because Ramondo wasn't coming out of the box to get that ball. Mm-hmm. If Ramondo's coming out, then yeah, I don't think Rubio gets to that ball.
1: I 100% agree with you. I've just been watching this replay literally right now as we're talking like five or six times. Yeah. He doesn't and, move. And yeah, it's it's a little heavy touch, probably heavier than Rubio wanted, but he can absolutely get to that ball because of the hesitation of Ramondo. If Ramondo was coming out right away as soon as the ball is headed toward Rubio, you're right. Different story. But Ramondo's hesitation gives Rubio, uh, you know, at least an equal chance of getting to the ball as, as Ramondo had. So, I think it's a good call, um, very much so. Despite despite what Taylor Twelman said um, at the uh, Atlantic Columbus game, because he was John about how he didn't think it was actually a penalty, um, but he also thought Sporting KC was the better team and should have won. So, whatever.
0: But whatever. how
1: about how about this penalty kick from Ilya? Like, oh, is, is that is that what you expected from from? mr uh mr sanchez there
2: no not at all i i i was like oh boy the dude kind of telegraphs his pks he's had a couple saved um a lot a lot of goalkeepers are guessing the right way when he shoots so i i wasn't feeling good i was like is Ilya really gonna take this and then he does that nonsense and i'm like oh what the he just got him down the middle I didn't even know what a I didn't know what a Panenka was, bro. I mean, I'm into soccer, but I don't know like every term in the world. So it's cool that I'm still learning things.
1: Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my god, he did it!" Like I, you know, I I was thinking the same thing you did in the run-up. Like Ilya sometimes telegraphs his kicks. um, Did you see? And I actually kind of you see him shaking his hand. With a face so looking
2: like he smelled, he, his face looks like he smelled some piss. It was like stank face.
1: <laughs> he, uh, I couldn't tell if he was joking or not. Cause after the game, you know, some of us were asking him about this kick and he says that, you know, before the game uh, or before the kick, Romando told him, um, just make sure you go to either side. Don't kick it down the middle. And so then he kicked it down the middle. And so I don't know if like, that was just Ilya, like trying to crack a joke and we, just like didn't quite catch the humor or what or if Romano actually said that because if he did then that's hilarious uh um, yeah but peter was was confident in Ilya's abilities he said he goes he didn't know he would do that he was a little surprised and Beesler said that he had seen ilia try this in practice but obviously he had never tried that in a game so Everyone was shocked by it. Um, That's phenomenal.
2: I mean, they all knew it, though. They're like, oh, he does do that in practice.
1: Well, it's crazy, too, because Ramondo's one of the best penalty kickstoppers in the league. So I don't know if Ilya has any other tricks now because he's he's gone to both sides and now down the middle. So if we go to penalties again, we'll see what other tricks Ilya has up his sleeve.
2: Yeah, we go to uh, penalties again, and he just freaking – Blast it into the upper corner, which is terrifying when people do that. I hate
1: that shit. <laughs> it's great if it works, but that's how you pull a messy and sky it over the bar. Um, oh yeah, are you confident in l a as the penalty kick taker now again or or what do you think? We have no
2: choice If you're not confident with l e a y you, you better just shut up and 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 suppress those urges with hard alcohol or masturbation because we gotta <laughs> you, we there. gotta accept this. <laughs>
1: Um, Johnny said after the game that obviously he, he wants to take penalties, but that Ilya is the penalty taker and he understands that and he's all for that. Um, it was cool. interesting though. Cause, cause when Ilya missed the penalty earlier in the year and then Johnny took the next one, Peter actually said in the post game press conference after this RSL win, that it was his decision to have Johnny take the next one. He, he decided, Hey, Johnny's going to take the next kick, which I thought was interesting. And then he said before this game, he, he was going to let the guys work it out on the field. So obviously they did and, and it worked, but um, All right. a little, little anecdote there. Uh, so at this point, are you feeling pretty good again? Suddenly we're up three, one 20 minutes left. Now you're up
2: again. I, I don't even, I don't even know what happened. It's like someone smashed my toy and then immediately bought me a new toy. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm not even <laughs> thinking about the one you smashed. I'm fine. Let, and I was just yelling. I was like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was funny in the, in the press box, someone, I overheard somebody. I didn't hear who it was, but they were like, well, I guess we're going to Portland again. Cause like there was this feeling in the press box of like, Oh, this is it. It's all going to collapse. You know, I, the, w- no one book flights or anything. And then that penalty happens and it's like, "Never mind, we're going. Um, but then corner kicks, man, disaster. Kryloch in uh, the seventy-two, seventy-second 72nd minute off of a Jow uh, Plata kick gets a free header at the box and and He's fires it into the back of the net. And, and it's three, two and suddenly we're right back to where one, one goal gets in and we're out and we got 20 minutes left. He matches up against Beesler very well. And he is quite
2: the jumper. I was like, damn, look how large this man is.
1: Yeah. He jumped high and he, it was, he wasn't well-marked. Um, I don't know who was supposed to run with them. He kind of ran from about, I would say 12 yards out and then closed down to the six yard line, got the free header and and placed it perfectly into the bottom right corner of the net. But now we're in a situation where I was saying at the beginning of this podcast, we didn't want to be in where we have to defend for 20 minutes with just one goal causing it to switch from us going through to us getting knocked out. And I literally yeah. like, felt sick in my stomach i don't know how you were feeling but that's how i oh dude and now it's like that dirty sanchez pk never even happened (laughs) yeah because we're we're right back where we were before it and it's like okay one goal and 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 it's all over like all of this work winning first in the west getting that home playoff game all for nothing and it it could switch in just a split second
2: and i'm like talking to people around me i'm like hey if it if we lose like you'll cry right because i mean I'll probably cry. So like, I don't want to be the only one crying. If, if, it, if I'm going to be, if you're going to call me a bitch, if I'm crying, I just want to be crying with other people. Like, are we all going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> and what'd they say? I, I really didn't ask that, but I was thinking oh, dang. it. Dang. <laughs> you
1: should have. I was hoping you're literally asking people, are you going to cry? Cause I'm going to cry. Um, no,
2: I'm very antisocial. I, I get scared in crowds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I I had a pit in my stomach and uh my same Sounders friend at this point texted me and he was like, Hey Jimmy, do you feel the same way I felt when we were watching our game earlier this week? And I was like, I probably do, because I literally feel like I feel sick because this is all gonna mm-hmm. go away. um uh,
2: yeah, you shouldn't have texted him back because he's a Sounders friend. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so man, we survived a barrage. Of RSL shots, they won possession those last twenty minutes, understandably so, because um, they were just sending numbers forward. And and, and Johan came in. There were corner kicks, seven minutes of stoppage time, and I'm not sure that's where that's understandable. Came from. Are you really? serious,
2: dude? Everyone around me is like, is like seven minutes. Oh my gosh! But before they announced the stoppage time, I go, what do you think? How much stoppage time? And Chris goes, I'm thinking seven. I go, really? I'm thinking, dude, it could even be eight. And sure enough, it was seven. And I was like, why is everyone surprised? Like there were so many stoppages throughout the second half.
1: There were a lot, but like none of them were that extended of stoppages, I guess. Like I I thought maybe five, but I don't know. Seven surprised me. Who uh, who was down on the ground uh, hurt for a while?
2: Felipe was. And some guy behind me. If he listened to this podcast, god damn it, we need to educate this fool because he's yelling uh uh what was he saying? He's like, "Get off the field, you're slowing down the game." And I'm like, "That's our guy. You don't want him off the field right now cuz then we're playing a man down, you jamoke. All right? I Give was, it a minute."
1: It was a sporting fan saying that?
2: Yes. And I'm like, oh, it's fine, and, and, and wasting time is what we'd like to do right now, having the lead. All right? So just settle yourself, all right, you little potato. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, he didn't that's understand. Weird. He, he's, uh, you know, he's probably wondering, why is this man calling me a little potato? Um, well, and he he did go off the field
2: finally, and I was like, look, we're a man down. Look what the fuck you did. <laughs> um, I'm in my grandparents' house right now, just dropping F-bombs, so... They're gonna be like, Daniel, I didn't know you
1: used such language. <laughs> Why didn't we get a uh you know, grandma Kuzer or grandpa coozer to come be a guest on the podcast? That's my question. Uh what what do you
2: wanna what do you wanna know? How to make bomb ass mashed <laughs> potatoes, or what do you what do you want them well, to talk about? <laughs> that sounds delightful. So you want them to uh, to talk about how they smoke cigarettes behind each other's back. What do you, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) Also sounds like a good podcast. Um, That is a great podcast. It's very secretive around here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, (laughs) Anyway. So yes, the last 20 minutes plus seven of stoppage time were absolutely insane. And then it was literally like 30 seconds out from the kick and I had the little stopwatch oh going on my phone because I you was like stop counting down going? the seconds. Yeah. So I was like, it's, it's almost done. It's almost done. And nah, then, uh, I was Johan- like, what
2: even is, what even is time? Time is a construct. <laughs> time is a time is an imaginative theory. It's not even going to,
1: it's been 19 minutes. What's happening. <laughs> Why are we still here? The entire place was going nuts. Johan cleared yeah. it and I was like, okay, this clearance should be enough to do it. And then, uh, Brooks Lennon has an awful header shall he touches yeah. it around ramondo and uh does the little firmino no look goal game over sporting's going through felipe is jumping on shall back shall said after the game he thinks one of his teammates punched him in the face because he had a mark on his face that he didn't know where it came from and Jesus. uh we're, go- we're going to the western hey, conference finals
2: if you can't if you can't handle the celebration don't score the goal all right
1: Well, did you see freaking Bobby Warshaw from MLSsoccer.com saying that if he were RSL, that uh, he would have taken a red card and taken Shalloway out for the way he scored that goal with the no look? I was like, call your shorts, Bobby. Yeah. Who
2: cares? The dude's a kid. All right. Shalloway has this cockiness to him because he's a striker. All strikers have cockiness. So shut up.
0: But Warshaw well,
2: does some shit, man. I don't agree with everything he says. But also, why did Shallowee do this no look anyways? Like it was an open goal, so is it it's not that impressive.
1: Well, it's the Firmino thing. Like he said he had been watching some Firmino goals. Cause, um And he did that on open goals? Yeah, he's he's done that a couple times for Liverpool. And so he said he was watching some uh, videos of Firmino uh Firmino and, and he he had the chance and so he did it. Um Okay. So at least, so he would have at least taken a red in the card net? huh well, oh warshaw oh
2: i would I would have injured a player and taken a red you know what that's not even that's not even fair play for someone who's supposed to be a neutral it didn't sound like you like uh, the whole league as a whole you know okay i'm fired up now fuck him dude <laughs> fuck bobby warshaw you heard me say it fuck him Well, there you go um that's not okay that's not okay. You wish someone would go get a red card. You wish uh, you would take out one of our prominent strikers that has a beautiful future in front of him. I didn't know he said that. Fuck Bobby Warshaw. I, I don't know up, if
1: dude. you. I don't. I don't know if he was wishing it. To be fair, I think he was just saying like, if he were a player and someone on another team did that, like he'd be fired up and, and think it was disrespectful. So and go get but, a red
2: card himself. Well, it's a good thing he's not a fucking player anymore and fucking retired <laughs> early because he's a fucking asshole. Uh, that's bullshit
1: um a you got, you got talking
2: i'm talking with my hands over here dude i'm
1: talking with my hands <laughs> i'm all fired up i need a i need deodorant it's a whole thing w- w- one of these days we're gonna get a video version of our podcast so you can see all this hand talking um well then i gotta wear a shirt so <laughs> and, that's true and i gotta put on pants um well maybe not d- <laughs> no, depending on don't. how we frame it so. you'll be
2: fine dude just wear a blazer and no pants. Yes,
1: that's right. That's what men in blazers do every week. I'm pretty sure. It's just the blazers <laughs> and no pants. So. Um, uh, those guys, I can get pissed about them too. Don't even get me started. I, <laughs> well, we'll have a chance probably next week. Cause USA takes on England uh, on Thursday. Ah, that's So true. that's true. Um, but former sporting Ooh. KC player Amobi Akugo also said that you, the next RSL game is much, must watch TV, even if it's a preseason game, because there's going to be something happening because of that shallowy goal. So apparently, people are fired up, and I don't get it. Like, play better if you don't want to have that happen. So,
2: well, it was an open goal, and he was being sassy. I mean, why the hell not? He knew it was sealing, it was the dagger, dude. It was the nail in the coffin. He was excited. And it was on home turf. He never would have done that in front of RSL fans. I guarantee he never would have done that. But he had his people behind him, man. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah. I don't understand how that's any more disrespectful than last year when Adam John for the Columbus crew knocked out Atlanta in Atlanta and ran to their supporters section and did the be quiet shushing symbol while pointing at them. Like That's more disrespectful than a, a no look goal or last year right. in the playoffs when Houston knocked out Portland in Portland and moral Minotis, their striker ran over to the Timbers army and just put his hands up to his ears. Like, I can't hear you, which is one of my, if you ha- I'm going to find this picture and tweet it out again, yeah. because it's one of my so favorite. What's disrespectful? Pictures. Yeah. How's
2: this disrespectful compared to that or compared to someone, uh, scraping up a penalty spot before the other team takes a penalty. I mean, oh, oh that's disrespectful. If, I, if that was me, I'd just get a goddamn red card and slit his throat. Fuck that.
1: <laughs> so we we
2: found what fires up Dan. <laughs>
1: that's
2: not really a red card, I guess. That's called jail time, but whatever. That's That's, that's 25 to life um i just my my blood my heart rate's dangerously high right now i can't talk i don't have a voice i sound like freaking (laughs) i found i sound like motherfucking dick vital over here
1: it's awesome baby baby (laughs) that's how i talk he's a diaper
2: dandy um this is bad diaper dandy oh my god sometimes when he doesn't (laughs) talk for a couple minutes on tv i'm like is he taking a nap or did he finally croak i'm just not even sure anymore
1: yeah, it's gonna happen one of these times. Um, oh my god! But, but yeah, so long story short, Sport and Casey get through five to three on aggregate, four to two um, in the second leg. Made me happy because it was against RSL, and we had a bunch of RSL fans shit talking us. Um, sure did, and they so, can eat that talking shit. <laughs> so now we go on to face the Portland Timbers. But I do want to mention cuz that yeah. place, Children's Mercy Park was freaking rocking on uh, oh, on dude. Sunday night. It was so loud, so loud. It was about the loudest I've ever heard it. And uh That's what Beesler said. Yeah, we uh we have some audio here that I want to play for you cuz in the post game, we asked Beesler about the crowd and what it meant to be to be playing uh with their backs in front of the cauldron for those last 20 minutes because it, it the the, play, the whole place was nuts but the cauldron especially was going crazy and they were defending in the cauldron end so we're going to go ahead and play this uh, this quick clip here for you we're getting um, fancy yeah man and then uh and then we'll talk about it after
2: yeah it was it was big
1: uh, i've been asked a couple times about the fans we knew they were going to be good they they exceeded my expectation um they were unbelievable uh,
2: at the beginning of the game you know, like I said, we, we started the game excellent, and um, credit has to be given to them too because they played a role in that. Uh, the first 25-30 minutes, uh, I think everybody in the stadium was on their feet, um, and it really helped us. Um, and then we needed them again, and you know, with about 10-15 minutes left, uh, we needed to pick me up, and um, I, I think they all got on their feet again, and, and they just they started screaming and, and being loud. And um, I know some of the guys, it was their first playoff experience, and. They were kind of looking around, and after the game, they're asking like, "What was what was going on? Why why was everybody getting so loud?" And
1: um, that's just how we are. That's that's what our fans do. And um, yeah, the last ten or fifteen minutes, they were they were big for, for us. So yeah, man. As you can uh, as you all heard, Beazler said it's pretty much all of you guys who helped mm-hmm. them uh, get through those last twenty minutes, even exceeding their own expectations, which is which is crazy. That's because awesome. this place. These fans are known for getting loud. Uh, so, so yeah. and I just got to tell you,
2: they rock some pretty cool music in the uh, locker room as I heard some Katy Perry swish, swish, fish. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it was so I always am curious how it's going to translate to my audio recordings because sometimes they're blasting music and normally they turn it down a little bit when, when the media comes in. Yeah. This time they did not. And they had they a Katy the Perry playlist. playlist. I don't know because after that, after swish swish, we had California girls come on. Oh, I'm all uh, about it. That's my jam. I have a, yeah. So I I have a pretty, pretty funny clip um, from, from the end of the Beasler interview where uh, someone from, uh, from Blue Testament asked Beasler if they made sure that all of the uh, players on Sporting KC knew the away goal rule before the game, kind of poking fun at, uh, portland because it seems yeah. like portland did not know the away goal rule and and uh matt's like yeah yeah we, we did we made sure everybody knew and then it's funny because right as my recordings ending it's like the perfect ending to the song uh california girls because you just hear the california yeah, and then it ends, and then my recording ends. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even mean to do that. After the game in Portland the other night, did you go make sure everybody knew the uh, how the way we rules work for extra time, just in case? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we knew. We knew. Thanks, Matt. Congrats. Congrats. Man. But oh, that's uh, wonderful. Yeah, so we we had a lot of a, a lot of Katy Perry. There's a lot of alcohol in the locker room because they were really? celebrating. Do they yeah. share that with Be- the media? No, they don't. But Beesler said at one point, I got to teach these young kids how to drink. Oh, boy. Um, J- Johnny at one point said time to get effing wasted. Oh, so, oh boy. Did that mean yeah. like, and, like today? Like, well, Johnny, like- this morning was on a flight to Scotland. So well, or Tuesday true. Monday morning Tuesday morning one morning I don't remember I think it was let's see the game was on Sunday Monday morning he was on a game to Scotland on, uh, a, on flight a flight to Scotland,
2: Scotland. so he uh, uh they they were getting drunk because they're progressing to the conference finals you guys I'm gonna need you to not drink in fact I don't need you to put <laughs> anything bad in your bodies I need you in pristine shape all right uh, so so you beefcakes can get ready to beat Portland
1: beefcakes there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah Johnny I think also had a bottle of it looked like Irish whiskey or or or, or something I don't know but oh he was boy. like Little showing dancing. it to Daniel yeah as uh as Daniel was getting interviewed and um, Daniel had his Bacardi silver which by the way Daniel and Johnny are hilarious they've had this thing going back and forth because they've been the two sort of leading the uh the goal race on Sporting KC um but they're, they're about five years apart in age but they seem like they're kind of Good buddy, so that's that's kind of cool to see the partnership they got going on. Um,
2: they got to have it; they th- they need it. And Daniel is now leading that goal race on the team uh, by three goals.
1: Yeah, yeah. Johnny Johnny kind of said a couple things like he's got it, but you know I still got time to to, to chase him. And then Daniel kind of made a joke about when someone punched him in uh, in the celebration at the end. It was probably Johnny because yeah. his second goal put him that much farther ahead. Um,
2: oh my god! It. Doesn't even matter, dude. Let, let's let's go. I mean, we, we're rolling, dude, and we're not going to preview the Portland game tonight, guys, because uh, it's not this weekend. It's next weekend, so we'll probably talk more about that next weekend. Um, the, I'm jacked, man. I've I've never been more pumped or seen a more scary game in my life than than Sunday afternoon. And uh, I wish I could make it back for that Thursday game, but. Here's that. Here's the sad thing, guys. We no longer will host MLS Cup. It will either be in Atlanta or New Jersey.
1: So there you go. Yeah, it 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 will because of uh, the way that the uh, Atlanta and New York games went. New York Red Bulls, mm-hmm. um, they both won. And so I found it'll about, either be Jimmy, yeah,
2: I have enough rapid reward points for a free flight.
1: There you go. I don't know if I do, yeah. but we'll see. I'm gonna try to
2: work it out um we got to get there first i'm trying not to like count our chickens before they hatch but it's uh it is exciting to dream about guys that were two games away from going to a place where we tied in new jersey or a place where we won
1: in atlanta that's pretty cool that is pretty cool um and sporting casey's never lost to atlanta by the way one of like that's true just a few teams that hasn't lost to atlanta so No matter where it is, Sporting KC. If we can get past Portland, have a pretty good chance of of getting in, uh, getting a result, or they at least have a a good chance of being in the game. Like I don't, I don't foresee a a situation where if Sporting KC makes MLS Cup, we get blown out. Um, We'll see, but we got to get through Portland first. Um, we got quite a few questions. We don't have time to go through them all nearly. Some of them are pretty specific to. Um, how we're going to play at Portland. So so I'm going to try to save some of those for next week. So if you asked a question like specifically about how we're going to play at Portland or how we're going to stop Valeri, we'll, we'll, we'll save those for next week. Um, there are a couple that I do want to get to because they're more about this game. Um, and by the way, Rubio did pick up a yellow card in this game, so he will be suspended for the first game in Portland, just as a note. Um, but – ryan baxter asks what happened to us in the second half why the collapse in defense that's really more of a function of not so much a collapse in defense but rsl throwing all numbers forward because they don't have anything to lose right
2: yeah i would i would think so
1: yeah Um, i don't i don't i don't think that's absolutely what you had to do man you had to get a goal yeah so i think that that uh I don't think there's anything surprising there. I think if anything, it's just good that we weathered the storm. So, so that's good. But um, another listener who, I don't know if this person's asked a question before at the damage is done. So if you haven't, thank you for your question. Um, Did the last 20 minutes of the game on Sunday, raise any specific red flags? Do you think we'll be able to control the game in the first leg of this next series better than we did in the RSL series? So I don't know any red flags for you raised Mm. based off of the last part of that game.
2: No, nothing really. Um, you got time to regroup, man. If there's any soreness, any tired legs, you got time right now. But it also means Portland has time. But I think I feel better about the matchup against Portland. Uh, their home field advantage is pretty crazy. I mean, Timbers Army is is a crazy place to be. I, I've yet to go to a game there, but I know you have, and you said it's nuts. Um, but I, I, I do have a little more faith in the fact that Rubio can't start and hopefully Kyrie is good to go.
1: Yeah. Rubio will be gone. I'd rather Rubio be gone for the first leg than the second leg of this series. So, um, there you go. We'll have him back for the game at children's mercy park. Uh, we're not going to preview Portland. Like we said, I'll just give you these two quick notes. We have played Portland twice in the regular season this year, zero zero draw at Providence park in June of this year. That's the one I was at, um, a pretty good result all when it was all said and done An exciting zero zero job. There is one, but Hey, you get a result. And then uh, a three zero victory for sporting KC in August at children's mercy park in the midst of that fantastic run of form in August and, and sporting just wiped the floor in every statistical category with Portland in that game. So take that for what you will. Um, yes, sir. Around the rest of MLS, um, Obviously, we mentioned that uh, Seattle fell short against Portland in a crazy game at CenturyLink Field. Um, It went to extra time, and then Portland scored in extra time, and then Seattle tied it again in extra time, and then it went to penalty kicks, and then – Portland ended up winning on penalty kicks, but it it looked like Portland didn't know the away goal rule once you get to extra time, away goals don't count anymore because they thought it looked like that they won um, and they like Sebastian Blanco dropped to his knees and was like thanking the Lord and then it looked like uh, um, Zarek Valentin was explaining to him like, no, no no, like <laughs> away goals don't count in extra time um, so that was a bit of a weird game, and then that's crazy. Atlanta, obviously, took care of business, no problem, against NYCFC, and the Red Bulls took care of business, um, 3-0, against the Columbus Crew. So, all in all, we got the two best teams in uh, in the East still alive, one of the best teams in the West, and uh, Portland, who came in at a fifth seed alive in the Western Conference, defeating the number two seed, Seattle Sounders. So... Are you happier? We're playing Portland than Seattle. I guess. Uh, I am. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Seattle's
2: been hot, and it was uh, it's pretty interesting that Portland was able to stifle that.
1: Yeah, I I would rather play Portland too. So, like I said, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk more about that game in detail. Um, maybe dive a little bit more into the the past Portland games um, and answer some of your Portland specific questions next week. Um, we might see if we can't get somebody to talk about the Timbers who might be a little bit more familiar with uh, with some of these uh, Timbers players and, and sort of what Sporting KC should be on the lookout for, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, other MLS news this week, the Best 11 came out. No Sporting KC players in the Best 11. Do you feel like we kind of got uh, you know sort of ignored when we shouldn't have been there?
2: Um I don't know. Graham Zusie's had such a year and so many people have talked about it all year, so I'd say he probably got ignored.
1: He got ignored. Um yeah, had Felipe been healthy all year, he probably could have been in there, but probably you know, it doesn't surprise me that he wasn't. Um Tata Martino from Atlanta won coach of the year. Zlatan won goal of the year, Stefan Fry won Save of the Year nothing really surprising I don't think um so that about rounds out the rest of the MLS news that and Cincinnati FC Cincinnati unveiled their new branding because I didn't know that apparently MLS makes teams redo their branding once they join MLS if they're already an existing team
2: I don't know that either that's interesting
1: so yeah new new crest for FC Cincinnati you can go look that up online um Really, the only other thing I wanted to touch on real quick is we got a couple of U.S. men's national team games this week. Um, one on Thursday afternoon against England, and it'll be Wayne Rooney's last game against uh, last game for England. Uh, and then Tuesday against Italy. Don't want to beat a dead horse. We've talked about this plenty. Are you at all interested in watching these games, knowing that we still don't yet have a permanent coach in place? And we don't know what the future holds for the us men's national team.
2: Uh I of course will try to watch it um and we'll uh I don't know. It's it is tough to get excited about it, you know that, but we'll we'll just see what happens. I mean, we're just kind of in limbo here.
1: I am excited kind of to watch Wayne Rooney one more time for England. Um it's kind of cool that his last games against the US. Um so you know take that for what you will Christian Pulisic will be back with the US for the first time in a long time so maybe see what he looks like and now that the Columbus crew have lost maybe they'll finally just officially hire Greg Beralter and get rid of what was the worst secret in MLS and that they want to hire Greg Beralter as the US men's national team coach so we'll yeah, see you no kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's like they've been pretending that it's not happening and then it's going to happen probably like within the next week um right but yeah that's that's pretty much all i got this week i I mean we we spent a long time talking about the game because it was so exciting um we'll we'll, we'll dive into all the next round stuff next week but uh do you have anything else for our good listeners before we let them go
2: no nothing really there were no uh new reviews to talk to or anything this week um so if you've yet to do that i know it's been a couple weeks since we had a a new rating and review on itunes so um, man, this was good. It, it was exciting to have such a fun little series to uh, to get hype about, and uh, you know, we we, we kind of get to relax this weekend, watch some international soccer. Johnny's playing with Scotland. Everyone on Sunday, I believe, and uh, you know, we'll come back Wednesday ready to preview preview the next leg.
1: It's gonna be sweet, man. We got one more Sporting KC home game this year, and then yes. that'll be it. So, let's make sure we bring it strong for that game as we did on Sunday, Children's Mercy Park, and uh, we will uh, catch up with you. Johnny does
2: not play. Johnny plays on Saturday. By the way, it's it's not Sunday. Saturday.
1: Okay. So yeah, Johnny in Scotland on Saturday, the U.S. men's national team on uh, on Thursday and on Tuesday. Um. So, but. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, give us a follow on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at DanKuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. You can always shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. As Dan mentioned, give us that rating and review. We'd uh, very much appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back with you next week to preview the first leg of the Western Conference Finals. But until then... I'm Jimmy, he's Dan, we'll catch y'all later. See ya. Fuck Bobby Warshaw.